two of the essence with liz i'm your host liz walsh and first off i just want to say how infuriated how saddened how ashamed and disgusted i am to hear about the roe vs wade decision it feels like we are going backwards and it really makes me question the leadership of our country and even living here in a place that would overturn the right to abortion. I mean, if the leaders of our country don't believe in women's rights, the right for a woman to make a decision about her own body, that is scary. And I feel you if, you know, you're feeling all these things too. My heart goes out to every woman right now, and especially those in the affected states, um, women of color and low-income women who will be disproportionately affected by this decision. Abortion is healthcare, and it's essential for us to have autonomy over our bodies and for these leaders to think that they can take that away from us um, is appalling and just it's not right. So I want to encourage you all to speak up and get active in your local communities and don't be afraid to use your voice during this time. I'm going to share some resources to help out as well. Yeah, like come together, you know, in community and talk about how you feel, talk about your stance on this, talk about your experiences and get active. You know, I think that action is the catalyst for growth and we need women to speak up more than ever right now and to take action, whatever that means to you. You know, if that's donating, if that's speaking up and using your platform, if that's going to a march, um, whatever that means for you, I just encourage you to, to do something. And I will leave some resources, like I said, in the show notes, but there is abortionfunds.org, the National Abortion Access Fund for Survivors, Planned Parenthood, and then there's a few others as well. I do want to share my story because this decision, you know, kind of just inspired me that I should share that with the world. I never thought not never, but I wasn't really ready to share it yet. But this kind of is pushing me and just giving me the space and allowance to share my experience with the world and whoever's listening. So I got an abortion a few years ago, we'll say, and I am going to tell you the story about it now. So um, if anyone does not want to listen, then maybe just don't listen to this episode. <laughs> but here we go. So it was it was about October and I went into work one day and drank some green tea on an empty stomach, which made me violently ill. Um, which, you know, I was like, yeah, tea can make you nauseous, but that was crazy. Like I ran to the bathroom. So I, I had serious morning sickness and my period was late and at that point I was pretty concerned that I was pregnant so I took a test later that day and sure enough I was 
um, I knew in my gut that I couldn't bring the pregnancy to term already. I was bawling my eyes out when I took the test. I just was not in the right mindset, the right relationship or the right physical space to do that. I was in a time of kind of nomadic living and working in hospitality, and I was not in a monogamous relationship. And I was full of shame. I was full of guilt, sadness, and grief. And it was really like a spiritual experience for me because I felt like this soul was like wanting to come into my body and, you know, be birthed in a way. But at the same time, I knew that I wasn't ready and I knew that it wasn't meant to be. So I looked into abortion appointments and I found one that was close by. Um, I was living on an island at the time, so I did have to travel to get there and had to stay for a night or two because it was kind of a journey. So I got an appointment for, you know, that weekend because I wanted to get it done before. I didn't want to wait and... I was full of anxiety and sorrow leading up to it. You know, I was questioning my decision and grappling with it and, you know, fighting it and and considering all the alternatives. But, you know, I tuned in and I knew in my intuition that it was right. So I, I went to the appointment and the day of, you know, I checked in and you have to wait for hours and before you get called in for the appointment. So I checked in and then Luckily, I had a friend there with me and, you know, so I had that emotional and physical support, thankfully, because I was in a very vulnerable spot and, you know, shedding a lot of tears that day. And so, you know, I go back outside to the car and, of course, I see there's pro-life protesters outside the clinic, which, you know, was really aggravating and upsetting and just kind of made me question everything morally. And I'm so grateful that I had that friend to lean on and give me that support in the moment. It was really, you know, just a very dark time. I was, I was like, am I making the right decision? Am I making a terrible mistake? Um, Is this going to be something that I am able to forgive myself for? And all sorts of other thoughts like that. And then, you know, so I go back in and I'm called in for the appointment and I start noticing the other women around me and wondering about their stories too and and feeling empathy and just feeling, you know, the other women's pain. And then I was brought into the room and and it felt so clinical, you know, like the nurses were very... um, you know, caring and supportive in a way, but they were also kind of like detached, which is understandable. But um, I just, it, it did feel very clinical. I don't know how to explain it, but yeah, you know, I was getting a surgical procedure, so I chose not to go under. So everything is clear in my memory, you know, for better or worse, I will always remember that. I was definitely pretty close to, I'm not sure if I had a panic attack, but I was very close to having one when the time came. I just remember my breathing getting very short and 
rapid and it was actually over rather quickly, but it's a moment that I'll never forget. It's also something that I was dealing with like months after, you know, in a way I do feel like it was a spiritual initiation into motherhood, even though I did not choose to bring the pregnancy to term. I do feel like something in me changed in that moment that I found out I was pregnant and something was activated and I can't fully explain it, but it is just a feeling of like nurturing and kind of like respect for mothers and also like a responsibility in a way and a just a deep, deep love and admiration. Anyway, going back to my experience, so the aftermath, I did not feel like myself for around a month afterwards. I was a shell of myself. I bled for three weeks or so. I had, you know, severe physical pain, which I had never really experienced cramps before in my life. But those few weeks, I sure did. And I was emotionally exhausted, you know, crying most days. I felt like my depression had seeped in and taking, taken over. I felt no desire to do anything. I am pretty sure all I did those days was, you know, watch Netflix and order takeout. Finally, I had a friend suggest that I talk to her shaman. And I was, I was really desperate for anything at that point because I just wanted to feel like myself again. So I made an appointment and I spoke to her. She actually got me in like very quickly and it was right before Thanksgiving, I remember. And I admitted to her all the shame, all the grief, all the anxiety I felt. And she did a clearing session and she cleared not only me and my shame, but the entire lineage of my family of the shame and guilt and grief around abortions. And I afterward felt a lightness in my body that I had not felt since before the abortion. And I really did feel like myself again. And I was so thankful to just have a little bit of like spring in my step again, you know, and to want to get out into the world again and, and be social and have a life, you know, and going back to the spiritual aspect of it, I did hold like a little ceremony where I kind of named the soul and set her free. That was kind of like a completion ceremony for me. Between that and, you know, the shaman session, I was able to feel much better and, you know, come to terms with my decision and moving on with my life. I will say I did not tell many people for a long time. I didn't even tell my mom for like a month after that. I, you know, started to talk about it more as time went on because I realized that hiding it was shameful in itself. So yeah, I just really wanted to share that because I believe that, you know, pushing abortions to the edge of society and outlawing them in certain states and 
not protecting the right for a woman to have autonomy around her body will lead to more emotional, financial, physical stress and, you know, shame and danger. And we must fight. We must fight for the right to get an abortion. And it is healthcare. So something that makes me feel better is, you know, getting outside and reading is something that I've been doing a lot of as well. On a lighter note, I just read Jane Fonda's biography. It was super interesting. It was a lot. I didn't realize it was like kind of historical, which was cool. And she's was a political activist. I did not even realize many of these things. I was just like, I love Jane Fonda. So there was a lot more depth to it, which was really cool. And I've definitely learned a lot. But one of the things I thought was super interesting is her talking about aging and the way that our culture views aging. It's so interesting because we, as a culture, we have such a negative view on aging and, um, you know, we have ageism and we are always trying to like find the fountain of youth and like, you know, find the things that'll make us stay young and like stay hip. And, you know, that's, that's all fine. But at the same time, can we adapt a positive, like always learning mentality and, you know, as we age, we're acquiring more wisdom. And one of the things that she mentioned too was she would envision her senior self and, you know, just think about what that looks like for her. Like, I am going to be, you know, going on walks with my husband and I will be constantly learning and I will be engaging in communities. I'll be hanging out with my children, you know, my grandchildren. And also just being real about the reality of dying, not to be super dark, but I mean, if we don't deal with and grapple with the fact that we all are going to die, then it makes it scarier and we might you know, have more regrets later. So I do think that it's an important thing to just come to terms with and to, to think about, I want to start like envisioning my older self and, you know, hopefully manifesting that. I kind of wanted to end on like just a lighter note because this has been a little bit of a heavier episode. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> This is kind of funny. So I had a really big ick recently. I was hooking up with this guy. And if you all have seen the movie Forgetting Sarah Marshall, which I'm sure most people have, after the breakup, he, you know, goes and hooks up with all these girls. And one of the girls is literally like, hey, hey. And like, just keeps saying it when they're having sex and I kid you not I hooked up with a guy who literally said hi to me multiple times during the hookup and it was so strange I was I mean the first time he said it I was like all right whatever and then the second time I was like no is he serious and the third time I was like okay this is this is bananas like what what do you 
<laughs> like, come on, dude. Like, think of some dirty talk or something. Like, hi, do better. Um, but I thought that was really funny. So I will leave you with that. I love you all so much. Thank you for listening. And let me know if any of this episode resonated with you. I love to hear from you. And of course, if you love the podcast, then leave a review for me. I am also doing a giveaway right now. If you screenshot your review before posting, I'm giving away a free 30-minute Reiki session. So be sure to do that. And you can either email it to me or send it to me on Instagram. And I look forward to hearing what you think about this episode. All right. Love you all. 